Hello, everybody. Today is March 17th. My name is Ashley Matthews, and this is Blues for Lent. By and by, going to see the king. By and by, I'm going to see a king. By and by, going to see a king. When my dine have done, when my dine, I'd go by myself. When my dine. We are well into the Lenten season at this point. This is the church's season of preparation for Easter, of course. It's why we're called to things like self examination, reflection, confession, fasting, and prayer. But actually, the logic of why we do these things might not be super intuitive for everyone. It wasn't for me. Why do we need a season to prepare for Easter? I think it's a great question, and a really important one. Because without a clear answer, let's be honest, Lent is just kind of a sad time when everyone's a little more cranky because they're not eating as much as they normally do. Without a hope, that orients the season and gives it purpose, it loses its direction and, I think, its efficacy. That's true for people, too. Without hope to orient us towards something, we lose our way. We lose a sense of purpose and we become like wanderers. That is how I'm coming, dying gone When my dying have done, Lord is by and by, going to see the king. By and by, I'm going to see a king. By and by, going to see a king. When my dying have done, after death. Ironically, in the church we refer to Lent as our wandering season. But when Israel wandered in the wilderness for those 40 years, it wasn't because they didn't know where they were going. They were headed somewhere. And I think it's really important during Lent to remember similarly that we are headed somewhere. Not just in this season, but more ultimately, that our lives are headed somewhere. When Christians talk about Easter, we're not actually talking about a season, or we're not simply talking about a season, a set number of days. We're certainly not talking about bunnies and candy and egg hunts, though I kind of love all of those things. Easter is a reminder to people who follow Jesus that the resurrection was not just something that happened to Jesus way back when but that it in fact matters for our lives now. The fact that Jesus died, but is no longer dead. That he defeated death through love so that we might live a different kind of life, now and forever. That's what Easter's all about. That's the center of Christian hope. That Jesus lives and he's making all things new. The same thing that happened to his body will happen to every single body and to all of creation. The same spirit that raised him from the dead is now at work in my life, in all of our lives, pushing back death 
changing me. Without this hope, Lent loses its purpose. And let's be honest, it's more than just Lent losing its purpose. I lose, as a Christian, a sense of purpose when I lose sight of this hope. Isaiah 40 is a fairly familiar passage of the Bible, I mean, as far as Old Testament prophets go, anyway. It's the passage that first announces the end of Israel's exile in Babylon. It reads, Comfort, O comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for. The people of Israel are taken as captives to Babylon in the 6th century BCE. Many of you know the story, some of you may not. But the capital in Jerusalem is destroyed along with their temple. And their last remaining king is taken into exile as a captive. It's really hard to overstate the severity of a moment like this, biblically speaking. This was the thing that was never supposed to happen. Perhaps the only comparable event In the Bible, up until that point, would be the story of the Great Flood. When creation literally comes undone and waters cover the whole face of the earth in a kind of unmaking of the creation story in Genesis 1. The kingdom of Israel disappearing from the face of the earth is like that. This is the nadir of the Hebrew Bible. The end of the world and maybe the end of God. It doesn't get much more hopeless, in other words, than the exile. One of the most uh, interesting things, however, about this passage is where it falls in the compilation of writings that we call the book of Isaiah. Chapter 39, the chapter that comes immediately before, tells the story of King Hezekiah and his visit with Babylonian envoys who have come to survey Hezekiah's kingdom. The chapter ends on a very ominous note with Isaiah the prophet telling Hezekiah that the exile is coming, that the whole kingdom is going to be carried off to Babylon. And then the very next chapter, chapter 40, begins, Comfort, O comfort, my people, says your God. The famous words announcing the end of exile. So historically speaking, or chronologically speaking, there are over 100 years that stand between the end of chapter 39 and the beginning of chapter 40. That's a very long pause. And I think about it every time I read those passages. But for the reader, for later audiences, this has a very intentional effect. Just as the shortcoming of the exile is announced, the prophet provides a sure promise that it will end, and perhaps more importantly, 
that it will end because God is taking Israel somewhere. This is verse 10. See, the sovereign Lord comes with power, and he rules with a mighty arm. See, his reward is with him, and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. The image of a shepherd leading his flock was so important because it was a reminder to Israel that they still had a future, that they still had somewhere to go, business to accomplish, purpose to fulfill. And the lesson for the careful reader seems clear. Hope is how we get through our impending exiles. Hope is what lifts up our eyes off of the pain of the present and aims them at the horizon. Viktor Frankl in Man's Search for Meaning says this, In some ways, suffering ceases to be suffering at the moment it finds a meaning which I think is probably why the Orthodox refer to the season of Lent as a time of bright sadness, which also sounds incidentally like singing the blues. Hope is the light that makes the blackness of suffering a brighter blue. So during Lent, we choose to suffer with a little s. We choose to fast, to consider our mortality, hard things, painful things even. But unless we choose also to hope, we are like chapter 39 without a 40. We are exiles with no memory of home. And a Christian who has ceased to hope is a tragic thing indeed. Jesus lives and he is making all things new. That's the Christian hope. And we have this hope like an anchor and a song for our souls to give us direction, meaning, and purpose, not just for this season, but literally forever. May it be so. Amen. Thank you.